Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to It's Your Life with James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., two motivational speakers that are here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. Join James and Ray and get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Wow, Ray, man, we got a powerhouse of a show today. Man, you know, I tell you, we... We've been had so many issues and concerns uh, as it relate to the COVID virus uh, that uh, uh, I think our audience uh, need to have some experts to come and help us answer some of these questions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you look at it right now with the you know the the virus and everything that's happening with 2020, and we're all looking back and we're struggling a little bit mentally to keep ourselves. Uh, in a space where where we're happy and comfortable and just trying to maintain. So I I think it's a great, great opportunity for us to talk about, you know, mental health and about counseling and about taking the stigma off of it. You know, they just had mental health, uh, mental health awareness day uh, a couple days ago. And uh, this is near and dear to my heart because, you know, we've all had these challenges. We've all gone through things in the times where we felt a little depression and stressed and we thought we couldn't handle it, um, but we want to give the audience, you know, some some education, some information from some people that know how to deal with these issues. <laughs> and you know what, man? I think that we got three fantastic guests that's going to help us bring some insight uh, to some of the questions that they need answers as it relate to uh, mental wellness. Yeah, now we have, we have Dr. Joy Wright in here, my business partner in Launch Team Consulting, and she. Uh, you know, she keeps me sane most of the time, and she, she's a, a, a psychologist. It means that she has a degree in psych, master's degree in psychology, so not psychiatry, which I probably need, but <laughs> <laughs> but, but she, she 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 uses her psychology on me to calm me down sometimes. Well, Joy, welcome, welcome to the show, Joy. Thank welcome, you. It's an welcome, honor to be here. <laughs> welcome back, Doctor Joy. Welcome back. And Ray, we also we got uh, two prestigious uh, uh, counselors. Uh, uh, both of them are out of the USC, a uh, graduate school. Uh, Jordan is out of USC, uh, and he also graduated from Penn. Wow, you know, so wow. you know, so it's Jordan talk about Cooper. smart people. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But uh, 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 our other counselor is also out of USC graduate school, but I I think she graduated also from UC Santa Barbara, one of those schools over there. So uh, wow, man. wow. You know, <laughs> you know what? Ed- education wise, you guys are just taking me down. I feel bad right now. <laughs> it's like, and, 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 and they are doing uh, uh, tremendous uh, jobs out there, and you know they're both of them working in that in our field, uh, us uh, counseling. Uh, but they do two different things, but it's kind of related. And you know, I tell you, we we gonna get into that in a minute. But Ray, before we start the show with Doctor Joy, what have you been doing this week? Man, I've been k- keeping busy. Uh, of course, it's you know clutch time with with school, with the kids, and everything. And uh, you know, been doing quite a bit of uh, you know, television stuff as well this this past week. So. Um, it hasn't been any uh, any any delay in, in, in what I'm doing or any kind of no time when I'm feeling like I'm um, I'm bored. Uh, I'm, I'm keeping busy for sure. And uh, you know we're getting so many accolades and so many things that's happening with this show that we're doing that uh, you know we just try to keep launching it to the next next level. So you you know the amount of work that has to happen during the week for to get this show together. Oh man, it's a whole lot of work, man. But you know I tell you. I believe that we are getting this thing down packed. I mean, we were getting it down packed. Um, you know, I, I, as you make mistakes in the past, I mean, you, you perfect those because you keep doing them over and over again until you get it right. And I think that's where we're at right now, right? 
Yeah, how about yourself? What you been up to this week? Man, you know, I'm heartbroken from my Dallas Cowboys, uh, Dak Prescott. Oh. You know, man, that just it just has been painful. But I had family to come in town. Uh, my sister and her daughter and my uh, nephew came into town uh, from Chattanooga, Tennessee. They drove all the way down, and they hung out with us for the last three days. So I had an opportunity to see her because I was getting ready to head back to Chattanooga, as I mentioned to you a while back, to see her. But uh, they came into town, and they left this morning, and I... I'm I'm a happy camper. <laughs> you happy? You happy that they left? <laughs> well, you, uh, that's wonderful. You also got the Lakers that finally won a championship again after ten years. Uh, right. and, and and I know out here in California, man, they was out dancing in the streets, having a good time. They were so happy to have the Lakers back on top. And so one day, maybe my Washington Wizards will actually get there. But uh, uh, no way. No way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just like the Cowboys, man. I, I have bad luck with teams right now. Well, well, Ray, I tell you, well, let's bring our first guest on, Dr. Joy Wright. Man, it's always a pleasure, man, when she's on the show. It is such an honor to be on your show. And <laughs> one of the things with uh, mental health and mental awareness is things like this show is uh, what people can listen to because it's uplifting. Y'all always have a wealth of knowledge and advice, and I always leave here uh, feeling inspired. And when I listen to the show, feel inspired. So thank you. It's an honor to be here. Well, thank you, Dr. Joy. Thank you. Dr. Joy, uh, I'm going to open up with the first question. Okay. We, just like I mentioned about COVID-19, um, it's a lot of people are feeling stressed out and trying to figure out what can they do to keep from going out their mind. What are some of the advice uh, that you would give our listening audience to, uh, on how to cope with uh, things that are going on? So I think all three of us, JC, uh, Ray, and I, we're all researchers. So we look things up and, and gain knowledge, but gain knowledge that is um, good resources that you know are legitimate in the topic area. And like Ray said, um, October 10th was mental health awareness, and there was a wealth of um, information out there. And I have two 17-year-olds and a 20-year-old at home and my husband and we're during COVID, what I've watched is just the change of life. It's been, you know, chaotic. And one of the things that I think just from advice and, and all the information I've read and tips that I've taken away, it, one of them is keeping a routine. Like when we're um, working from home, sometimes it's easy just to not stay in a routine. But I think uh, we like that. We like to get up, make our bed, go downstairs. Whatever it is that keeps you in a good routine, um, my, the, my sons have kind of created a gym with my husband in the gym. And so staying in that workout routine and JC, I know you and your wife are doing that and Ray is. So um, those are great. Uh, staying informed in good resources that are uplifting. I think a lot of things out there and talking to my children um, is finding out that there's things out there that stresses out. Uh, find resources that don't do that. And then social contact. That's the last thing I was going to say um, is you just talked about the guests coming from uh, Chattanooga in a healthy way, good social contact. And it might be through Zoom or listen to the radio, but good social contact. So when, when you're talking about that, Joy, it's also, I mean, from a mental health standpoint, that it's something that's always been taboo to talk about, uh, no, especially in, in, in my community, the African-American community. It's been something that, you know, uh, they would say, hey, you're crazy if you want to talk about it. And then there was never any resource to talk to anybody about it. So kind of give our audience why it's important to not you know, have that stigma or or be ashamed about going through issues and seeking counseling? So like our two counselors that are on today, they've been trained. They've been trained in techniques and tactics like someone that goes into surgery. Or, or when I flew, I was a backseater in the F-14 and I learned procedures. There are procedures in place that are proven by science to help someone. And like I tell my family and, and children that being able to talk to a source 
that is qualified and has training can help you. You know, you have that unbiased resource that you go open up to. Um, I have a brother that's a clinical psychologist in Huntsville, Alabama, uh, Christopher Bloom. And I know that he is trained to listen to his patients and help. And um, I think it's so important. So from a stigma standpoint, it's obviously a newer science. And um, as you know, I love science and research and background. And over the last 30, 40 years, there is proven methodologies and research to show this definitely helps people and spreading awareness about it for people to seek help and not hide when something's going on. Because right now out there, just stats, and these are changing daily, but one in five has some form of mental illness or a mental health uh, thing going on and one in 25 it's serious so it it is a it's definitely affecting us in our uh, daily lives and society so seeking help I think is so important. I would encourage anybody that can to do that if they need, if they feel that they need to talk to someone. How would you uh, encourage, uh, okay, so parents uh, that's uh, coping with this and their kids as well? I mean, from a family perspective, what what's some advice would you give them? So with our children, and obviously, you know, we're learning, like you said earlier, just with the show, you we make mistakes. And I think as a parent, you know, the, the three of us talk about that, that we are going to make mistakes. There is not an exact rule book for parenting, but I think the biggest thing that I learned in the Navy um, is communication, that if we can open up that avenue, and I'm sure the counselors will reinforce that, is is, is communicate. And so for my children is opening that door up. I have three sons and sometimes I'm, I feel like I'm pulling information out, but opening it up. So we have that open line of communication, whether it's at the dinner table, that seems to be probably the the best place. Or sometimes when I'm driving um, one of them back to the hype house in Los Angeles, it's sitting <laughs> in that car and I have them in the car for two hours and we can talk. It's just allowing them to be honest and open and, and they'll say, please don't be judgmental about this or please don't. And so just knowing that I say to them, look, I'm not perfect. I'm going to make mistakes. You know that. And as a parent, we do. And as children, we do. But let's be honest and talk. And so I think during COVID, especially communicating. So I, I think your boys know how to use their big words. They, <laughs> they, they know how to talk like, like adults. My kids, I have to kind of push it out of them to talk about it. But it's the same thing we, I, I think what you're talking about is, you know, to be able to seek a professional. If your car breaks down, you want to go see a mechanic. If you have a broken leg, you don't want to go see that mechanic. You want to go see a doctor that deals with that <laughs> stuff, right? So don't be ashamed about it. You know, that's that's one of the big things with it, with mental health. You know, it's okay to seek help. It's okay to be uh, struggle. Uh, and that's just from my perspective, from somebody that's gone through it. So Wow. You know what? We're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue our discussion with Dr. Joy Bloom-Wright and then bring on our next guest, Jordan Colbert. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. Concerned over your income needs in retirement? Left an old 401k at your old employer and considering your options? Goldsmith Financial can help. For nearly 14 years, Joshua Goldsmith has been helping investors towards attaining financial independence. Call Joshua Goldsmith today for a free review. 760-586-5275. That's 760-586-5275. Or visit goldsmithfinancial.net. Goldsmithfinancial.net. Joshua Goldsmith is a registered representative with securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor member. FINRA SIPC. 
Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley. Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's Your Life is Back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. Jr. Hey, wow, Ray, man, Dr. Joy was, uh, you know, she was educating us, man. And uh, Dr. Joy, it's always a pleasure uh, uh, tell us, uh, so, um, you, and, and just like, uh, everybody else out there is having, uh, to adapt to some of the changing situations and that we were talking about that a second ago as it relates to COVID and Ray asked you a question or he was explaining something to you. I want to give you an opportunity to uh, respond to what Ray was saying. Okay. So you were talking about the stigma and you want me to go right, the stigma about, about why consort, consort, uh, professional. Right. And. So, uh, JC, I, I think expounding on that is, um, I think with a professional that's trained, like Ray mentioned, you have something wrong with your car, you go to a mechanic, and like our two counselors on today that you are going to hear from um, later, they uh, are trained in that, and so uh, you would go to speak to them, and, and Ray and I find daily from a mental health side that we do this in the business thing, just like you, JC, um, every, every day being able to have that, those, that training and those expertise in that arena to help someone with mental health and what that looks like. And every person's different. And I think with a counselor, um, one of the biggest things I would explain is they're unbiased and they will listen to you, uh, not judging you, but listening to you. And, and it's confidential. The only time that they're going to go on is if they're the danger to themselves or others, and they will talk to you about that. So you have a source, a resource where whether they're a minor or um, an adult that they can sit down and talk to someone. And so I think seeking out help is important and that even when we feel like we're in our, our darkest spots, that uh, there's things that we can do to help with that. Wow. Well, you know, JC, I mean, we have some professionals on, so you, you <laughs> want, you want to bring Jordan in? You want to you <laughs> yes, yes. introduce let's, him? Yeah, let's, let's, let's bring Jordan, Jordan. Cobra. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Uh, Jordan is from May Landon, uh, a small city, and but he he also says it's a a big wealth and disparity outside of Atlantic City. Uh, he's a graduate uh, of Penn, just like I mentioned. He graduated in classical studies, uh, and he's also a graduate from USC. And he's also works for USC, where he is a a marriage and family therapy, and. Um, and he's a first generation philosopher. <laughs> I okay. mean, that's out that educating uh, our, our, our folks to understand that uh, you're not in this by yourself. And he's just doing a lot of great things out there. But I tell you what, Ray, why don't we bring Jordan on and let him uh, tell us a little bit more about him? Welcome to the show, Jordan. Welcome, Jordan. Welcome. Hey, JC and Ray and Dr. Joy. Hello. It's uh, great to be here. A very big honor. All right, so so you you a Jersey boy, huh? <laughs> I, I mean, yes, I, I mean, I spent I spent a lot of time down there in Atlantic City. You know, they had some great fights and stuff down there on, on the boardwalk, and so I, I know your area very well down in Mays Landing. 
So, uh, uh, so growing growing up in, in in New Jersey, I mean, how how did that shape your interest in getting into the, uh, the you know, field of psychology and mental health? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, you talked a little bit about Atlantic City, um, and Jersey's a tough place. Atlantic City is is one of those tough places as well. It's uh, consistently on the top 100 for most dangerous cities in America. And when there's cities like that, there's a lot of mental health concerns that are just, you know, rampant around the area. And for me growing up, uh, I grew up in a single parent household. My mother, uh, who is white while my father is black, raised me for a big period of time. And then she had to step away and I had my sisters raise me. And so our side of the family really has a lot of mental health concerns in themselves. And seeing the way substance abuse, PTSD, uh, domestic violence, all of those things uh, really, you know, propagated throughout my friends, my community, my family, it was something that was almost directly in my core. And as I went through middle school, I went through high school, I, uh, I had my own mental health concerns and had my own stints with needing mental health uh, counseling. And so it was never really something that was pushed on me, but it was something that was always present in my life. And so as I kind of transitioned out of being in New Jersey, it really started to take a hold on what I wanted to do and where I wanted to move with my life. Wow. You know, so at what point did you know that you wanted to be into uh, the mental health field? Yeah, so I would say I really knew uh, for sure at the end of my sophomore year of college, I was a part of a fraternity, and we lived, there was 30 of us living in one house, but I would typically be the type of college student that would wait till last minute to do all my homework, (laughs) so I'd be up till 3, 4 in the morning uh, on Sunday nights, Saturday nights, and my friends would come back to the house, and there wouldn't be a lot of people up but they would come and sit in my room and distract me by asking just questions and how to get advice, really opening up to me about things that were really personal. And I played football, so I was a part of this hyper-masculine environment, and many people were like, no to emotions, no to feelings. But they would then come sit in my room and tell me about how the relationships or their family are really hurting them. And they would cry, They they would express their emotions. And after a while, I was like, well, if everybody keeps coming to me about this, maybe I should look into psychology. So at the end of that year, I declared my major to originally be psychology. Uh, it would change in the next year because of some circumstances. But it was, it was really my focus at that point to learn more about how I can help the people around me and how to use my skills of communicating for the betterment of other people. Well, that's that's fantastic, and and um, you know the fact that you I, I can't couldn't gloss over this. You said you lived in the house with thirty people. <laughs> yes, yes. So that's uh, so that was your introduction to counseling, right there, because <laughs> you obviously had the energy that people said I need to go talk to Jordan to make sure I'm okay. So uh, <laughs> that, that that was that's crazy. So I mean, uh, uh, kudos to you for being able to do that and and stay and get your studies done and, and be the person that everybody was looking up to. Yeah, it was hard. Uh, don't get me wrong. 30 people, there's a lot of personality in a 30-person household. Uh, but, yeah, it, it was it was tough to, to push through and make sure that school became first and managing all my friends. 
Wow. And, and so you have, you have a degree in classical studies. Uh, now for the audience that, that doesn't know what that means, what, what, what does that mean? Yeah, that is, it's actually one of my, my loves in life and where that first generation philosopher comes from. The classical studies is looking at ancient cultures and ancient civilizations and ancient philosophies. So I did a lot of uh, work with studying ancient Greece, ancient Egypt, uh, ancient Rome, and a lot of the civilizations over in the Middle East on the near, on the Levant side. Wow, that's fast. That's amazing. Um, so from so from there, uh, that that was was that the University of Penn. Yes, that was at the University of Penn, and it really gave me a good understanding of what uh, what the human condition has been throughout history, and really what they have been thinking about and how their psychology formed. Wow. So who who were some of your your uh, greatest philosophers that that you listened to? I'm a I'm an Aristotle and, and Plato guy. Oh, I love Plato. I think one of the most important things in the history of philosophy is the, the recognition of the Republic and Plato's, Plato's development of the perfect society. Wow. Look, audience, you, you got, you got to listen up to this. You got some young people out here that are educated and, and looking back into philosophy, learning from the past to help people uh, of today. So I, I commend you on that. I, I love, I love that about, about you. Jordan, what was the difference working in the substance abuse clinic uh, from a high school setting? And I know you worked in both. Yeah. So I did my graduate practicum hours in both substance abuse and in a high school, uh, a private high school for boys. And working in the, the substance abuse setting was difficult for me at first because I had the background that I had and the interactions, but it was incredibly enlightening to see what it was like on that, that side of how people really medicate the pain that they have. And a lot of the time, substance abuse is self-medication. It's a quick release of the pain that they're feeling that they can't fully access or communicate. And so working with them was really eye-opening. I did a lot of art therapy and group therapy work, uh, which is phenomenal at having people who can't fully communicate what they need put out in front of others. Um, and then working in the high school, that was, that was incredibly rewarding because the big thing for me is education and how people learn and develop and grow. And so working in the high school, I was able to really catch these students before they developed into the person that they would be for their adulthood. And I allowed them to really explore their life, their experiences that have happened to them, and how that uh, could better their future once they understood and addressed it. Because I've always believed that if you build, like Frederick Douglass said, it's easier to build strong children than to fix broken men. Wow. You know, I tell you. Uh, We're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue our discussion with Jordan and then bring on Lizette Lopez. It's your life from James Cooley. This is Ray Leonard Jr. James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. 
Build a better business today with Launch Team Consulting. Launch Team Consulting provides human resources, change management, and ethics training for businesses and organizations looking to create a culture of excellence. Launch Team Consulting is here to increase revenues, productivity, and teach you how to launch your business to new heights. With over 90 years of combined experience, the staff at Launch Team Consulting can help improve business performance and strategy. Visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com to learn how we strive to help business owners develop a solid foundation and solid building blocks of leadership so that they can flourish. Launch Team Consulting also offers executive coaching too to help business leaders achieve professional goals. Contact Launch Team Consulting at 619-940-6362. That's 619-940-6362. Or visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com. That's LaunchTeamConsulting.com. Putting you on the path to success with Launch Team Consulting. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. It's Your Life is Back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Ray, we got to uh, uh, identify our sponsor. You know, that's, this guy is making sure that we're able to bring this message uh, to Oh, you talking, you talking about Josh? Oh, Joshua Goldsmith? Got Joshua Goldsmith. Goldsmith Financial. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for your support, sir. We appreciate you. Please go check out goldsmithfinancial.com. Oh, yeah. Hey, Josh, I got a question. What's the difference between mental... Uh, Mental illness and mental disability. That's for Jordan. Jordan. Uh, well, uh, that's a really good question. So my work that I do at USC, I work with the disabilities department. And it's interesting because with mental disabilities, most people think in terms of mental disabilities, they're thinking of more of the neurocognitive disorder. So intellectual disabilities, um, things like ADHD, learning disabilities, all of those things where they don't fully include mental illness, but mental illness is actually a form of disability. And so mental illness is more very much directed on the mood disorders, or the anxiety disorders, so things like depression, bipolar disorder, anxiety disorder, or generalized anxiety disorder. But it also includes others more significant uh, diagnoses, such as like schizophrenia or uh, dissociative identity disorder. And they fall under the category of mental disabilities. 
But the real distinct difference is that one is more about how your thinking impacts your behavior and how that actually expresses itself. Whereas mental disabilities are more about the cognitive processes. So the aspects of learning, attention, concentration, things like that. Man, Jordan, I mean, that, that is amazing, the work that you do. I know you have to have the the patience of Job to be able to, to do some of the things with it because you're dealing with people with disability issues and substance abuse. So I, uh, I applaud you. I applaud you for that. Um, I also want, want to bring on our next guest, uh, Lizette Lopez, because she has to have patience as well because she, she's a, a dedicated licensed marriage and family therapist. Uh, she grew up in uh, South Los Angeles. Raising the first generation college college student, I I, I feel you right there. First generation college student, and uh, she she works as the uh, she serves an active member of the California Association of Marriage and Family Therapists, and is listed in Psychology Today with a specialization in trauma and post traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, and depression. Uh, she's a graduate of UC Santa Barbara as well as USC. So, Lizette, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm really excited to be here. Hi, everyone. Hello. Wow. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Hey, uh, Lizette, how uh, how did it feel being the first generation college student in your family? Just like what Ray just mentioned. It was very isolating and very sad. It was very overwhelming and confusing and scary. I mean, as a Latina woman, and I was the youngest of all of the siblings, it it was really hard for me to leave home because I had never seen anyone do it before. Wow. Well, yeah, I, I feel you because I was the first person in my family ever to go to college. So when you when you have that, did you feel the pressure of, of you being the first, the first person to go into college? Oh, my goodness. I felt the pressure not just of my entire family, but of my entire city because a lot of people from my city don't go to college. The friends that I grew up with, I was the only one that left. So it was, you know, it was a do or die situation. If I failed, I felt like everybody would be failing. Wow. And and, and you grew up in South LA. Uh, so as, as you said, you know, it, it was, it was tough. And then uh, everybody didn't, actually get out and you were one of the few that actually got out so so what was that mm-hmm. like uh, you know uh, living in South LA and then getting that chance to actually go to, uh, to school and have a chance to change your life I think you know gr- growing up in in Compton and Linwood it the idea of going to college is not something that is instilled in you it's not something that people think about and it's not something that the schools encourage it's kind of just like trying to survive on a day-to-day basis so going away to college I think felt very very distant and very unfamiliar to me and getting out of that city really made me realize that there's an entire world out there and when you grow up in poor cities, you don't realize that. You don't realize that there's anything outside of your city. 
Wow. And I, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm jumping. I have a bunch of questions for you. I'm probably mm-hmm. over-talking JC right now. But this <laughs> no. kind of hits home to me. And, and I think it's something that the audience needs to understand about when you grow up in, in a different socioeconomic background or, or places that they, they don't have conversations about college, about the world mm-hmm. being bigger than, than where you live. And so you get so caught yeah. up in just living in that place and think that's the only place that you can be. I didn't see that until we moved to, a, to another higher tax bracket. And I said, okay, oh, maybe I can't go to college. But uh, I, I want to salute you, you know, not just as a Latino woman, um, but as a, as a young person that uh, you know, got out and, and, and showed that it can be done. So salute Thank to you. you. Thank <laughs> you. Know, wow. You know, this, that, that is great. That's, that's, that's great, right? Uh, that uh, first generation, you know, you, you, you've been out there, you're inspiring people to uh, just go for, I mean, go for their dreams. And, and do the things that they want to do and that, that you can. And we always talk about you can, and you can you did. And so, but as a, as, as a licensed clinical therapist, can you discuss the benefits of therapy? Yeah, there's so many benefits of therapy, and I think the biggest benefit is just having a space to be able to talk about anything that's on your mind without any judgment or without any repercussions. You know, typically if you talk to a friend or a family member, they're going to have opinions. They're going to maybe get their feelings hurt about what you're discussing. So I think the the biggest benefit of therapy is having a space where you can go and discuss maybe the things that you feel should never be said out loud. And that's a very, I think, uh, private and and spiritual place where you can get in touch with yourself and your feelings and your thoughts and understand why you behave the way you behave. Well, and no, it's, it's, it's excellent that you talk about that, especially from a family standpoint. Um, Cause I, I want to ask you a question about the, the stigma of, of going to therapy. Cause I know most people don't go until it's actually court mandated or they actually uh you know at, at, their, at their last leg and uh for me it was always that uh, my family's crazy I, I don't know y'all need therapy but you know it, it's, is therapy only for crazy people or, or my family <laughs> you know i think that the the idea of therapy is even insulting to a lot of people mm-hmm. if someone recommends oh you should go to therapy it's it's an insult and I think that comes from the stigma of what we learn in society, what we learn from other people around us. And, you know, everyone can benefit from therapy. I feel like if everybody took time to go to therapy, the world would be such a nicer and happier place because we would all be able to understand how we are reacting to other people and why and how we can calm those triggers down so that we can communicate with each other more peacefully. Wow. You know, the way that you explaining this, I mean, you are calm, you calming me down. <laughs> you know, I feel relaxed right here. Uh, i tell you what, tell the audience, what are some of the symptoms of depression? So one of the biggest symptoms of depression is feeling sad or irritable more days than you feel well. I think a lot of people throw that word around very loosely and say, oh, I'm depressed, I'm depressed. 
But realistically, depression, you can feel it in your body. You can feel it in your lack of motivation. You know, if you're feeling really tired, you're sleeping more, you're gaining weight, or you're losing a lot of weight, you're feeling like the things that used to make you happy don't make it don't make you happy anymore. Those are the biggest symptoms to to really let you know that your body is feeling something and it's time to reach out for help. Now, uh, now with with the, what's happening with the you know the quarantine, the isolation, and the whole uh, COVID situation, are you seeing a lot more issues or families coming in that are struggling with have, how to deal with each other? You know, it's interesting. In in my current company, we have we actually saw a decrease in new clients coming in, and that's mostly because, like you mentioned earlier, we receive most of our clients from court mandated situations, and since most of the courts are closed right now, those referrals are coming in a lot slower. And we also receive most of our referrals from the local schools here in Long Beach. And since the schools are closed, that means counselors are not referring the kids and the moms to to our office. So we actually saw a decrease in services, but I feel like in the private sector, there might be an increase so much so that it's been really difficult to get a therapist in the private sector. Wow. You know, I tell you, we're going to have to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue our discussion with Zazette and bring Dr. Joy Wright back on along with Jordan Colbert. It's your life. I'm James Coley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Concerned over your income needs in retirement? Left an old 401k at your old employer and considering your options? Goldsmith Financial can help. For nearly 14 years, Joshua Goldsmith has been helping investors towards attaining financial independence. Call Joshua Goldsmith today for a free review. 760-586-5275. That's 760-586-5275. Or visit goldsmithfinancial.net. Goldsmithfinancial.net. Joshua Goldsmith is a registered representative with securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor member. Member FINRA SIPC. 
Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley. Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's Your Life is Back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Wow. Uh, I got a couple of questions that have been coming in. Uh, Our audience want to know, what are some of the symptoms of bipolar disorder? Uh, that's you, Lizette. Oh, okay. So there, the bipolar disorder has two distinct categories, which is why it's bipolar, which means two, and they're very opposite. So the first very important one is called a manic episode, and that is when someone is feeling super, super high. And then the second part is the depression part where someone's feeling super, super low. So in the manic episodes, people feel like they are God. Whatever those stimulant drugs are, they feel that way without taking any drugs. They might not need any sleep. If someone's experiencing a manic episode, they can sleep one or two hours a night and feel super energized. And in the depressive episodes, they they can go one week feeling super high, super happy, feeling like they're God, and then the following week, they are feeling suicidal, they can't get out of bed, they're feeling really sad. So it's these really big changes in moods and behaviors. Wow. And and so you, you talk about bipolar disorder, and I know that there's been a, a lot of uh, you know, issues with uh, you know people making sure that they get the correct diagnosis and that doctors are, it has to be diagnosed by a, a physician, correct? Um but on the on the other side too, there's there's an, another another uh, issue and disorder that people deal with on a, on a daily basis, and and it's uh, anxiety. Uh, so Jordan, I, w- I want to ask you uh, this ab- about anxiety. Uh, what are what are the the key symptoms, or, or how do you know you know whether it's anxiety or depression, or if they're all going together? How how does anxiety affect people? Anxiety actually it does go in hand in hand with a lot of other disorders, and so one of the clinical markers in anxiety is really around the internal experiences that start to rise up. It's an excessive worry um, where it is generalized not to just one specific stimulus or one specific situation. It's a general feeling of excessive worry that may be about many things where it becomes so big that it takes over your body. So you may feel like your heart racing. You may be unable to stop thinking about something and have what we call intrusive thoughts. Your mind may just be racing in general and focus and concentration becomes very difficult. And so sometimes that anxiety becomes so palpable that people start to develop things like panic attacks um, where they feel like their heart might be you know, about to explode or beat out of their chest or they think they may be having a heart attack, when in reality it's a excess of anxiety that is just welled up like a pressure cooker and is finally ready to explode. Wow. I got a question for all three of you. Uh, 
working with uh, patients, clients, or just, you know, public speaking, uh, we're going to start with you, uh, Lizette. What have you learned about yourself that make you able to be able to relate uh, to your clients? I think I learned so much from my clients. I mean, I am so grateful for every client that shares their story with me. I have learned how to tap into my inner strength. I have learned that it's possible to overcome even the scariest of traumas. I've learned that communication skills go a long way. I mean, I've learned so much in such a short amount of time, and I do feel blessed to to do the work that I do because every day I, I learn something new from a client. Dr. Joy? Um, I, I want to uh, say that as well. There was something Jordan said that when he was in his fraternity house with uh, 30 people and people would come to him, and he learned very quickly that um, it was something, you know, he, he was available, a resource for people, and I found that in the Navy as well, whether it's on the aircraft carrier at the Naval Academy, um, that I liked to help people. And I think a common theme with probably all five of us today and a lot of counselors and ther- therapists or people that do it in business like you, JC, and Ray and I, um, that we care, we care about people and we truly want to listen and find the answer. So I think that for me that what I've learned is um, sometimes we don't know the answer immediately, just like some of these disorders we were talking about, uh, the symptoms overlap. And I'm sure the, the two counselors today would uh, say that sometimes it takes a little time to rule out other things. And so I think it's understanding people, communicating, and really caring. Wow. What about you, Jordan? Yeah, I would uh, reiterate what both of them have said about the availability Um, just being someone that's there to actually listen when many people aren't available to listen. uh, Sometimes like with children, I've seen that they'll, they'll want to just talk to someone, but the parents don't listen. Um, Their friends may not listen, but just knowing that you are there and really you're able to hear what they have to say. And then recognizing that you're like, I've recognized that my experiences are not what other people's experiences may be. And looking at everybody as an individual, that is something that I've learned is super important because everybody has their own story. Everybody has their own trials and tribulations, and it may not be a big deal to one of their friends or to their family members, but it's a big deal to them. And that's what matters. So, Jordan, you uh, right there, you just touched upon something that uh, I think is very important. Um, I, I guess I, I want to ask all of you, but I guess one first with Lizette because she deals with the with the family counseling. Um, now, we always talk about the person that, that has the uh, issues or trauma, de- uh, depression or, or, or bipolar disorder. Um, but how does it affect everybody else that's around? I think it's called like secondhand trauma. Like, how, does, how does that affect other people? So I think, you know, from, from the families that I've seen, because mostly I work with children and teenagers, there's the identified client, which is the person that I'm treating. But realistically, everything comes from the family system. We're affected by the things that are going on around us. And if someone in the family is struggling, typically that tends to lead into everyone else struggling because you are managing that person on a daily basis. Hey, 
this is for Jordan. Jordan, uh, what activities do you partake in to de-stress yourself? <laughs> oh, that is great. That is like the key <laughs> to being able to be a counselor. Uh, and also the key to really promoting your own mental health. But something that I really like is I lose myself in sports. Sports are my favorite thing. And being able to really detach from what's going on and look at something on just a purely athletic basis of, you know, wow, that was an amazing feat that that one individual has done. Or looking at the strategies behind what football or basketball, baseball, even golf, what that is really, really excites me. And so that's one thing that I do. The other thing is, and this may be really weird to people, but I like to do research, like my own personal research. I'll just get on the computer, and if I have a question, I'll look it up. And three hours later, I could be lost in 13 different studies trying to figure out different things that are impacting it. So that's something that I really, you know, I love, and it helps me roll back that stress that might come from bearing the weight of everybody else's of everybody else's like trauma and experiences. So Jordan, the Dallas Cowboys are a big part of my anxiety and stress. <laughs> so I may be calling you for, for some help, <laughs> but, but I, I, I want to make sure. That. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I'm a but, Falcons fan. So oh man. Oh wow. Oh. Even worse. <laughs> but <laughs> thank you for the win. But um, I, I want to make sure that our audience uh, has, uh, you know, information about resources uh, so if you want to tell the audience, you know, where they can find you guys or um, how they can get help if, if they're feeling in a certain way, um, you know, if you want to start with Lizette to, to tell the audience of where they can find you or, or how they can uh, get help for their uh, issues. I'm on psychologytoday.com. Like most other therapists and psychologists, everybody has their own page and you can search based on specialty or physical location. I'm also... One of the new age therapists, so I'm on Instagram, just like most new age therapists. We like to share information where most people usually go to these days. So I'm on Instagram at Lizelle Lopez Alonati. Yeah, so for counseling, because I work with USC, I'm, I'm really structured in what I can do for outside people. But when every, like, something is going on. I do have a credential in terms of assistive technology professional. So I am, I am able to provide consultations for others about how technology may assist with the experiences that they're having. And so I can be reached uh, by my email, which is JT Colbert, C-O-L-B-E-R-T at opticity, O-P-I-S-I-T-Y, X-P.com. Or you can find me on Twitter at at J-C-M-M-F-T. And Joy, where can they find you? They can find Ray and both of us at LaunchTeamConsulting.com. <laughs> and we uh, look at, you know, the things, and I know we have a little bit of time, but we look at the workplace struggles, especially right now with a lot of things going virtual, whatever we can do from a, a mental wellness standpoint in the workplace. Ray and I can help out that there and J.C. So um, we are available, LaunchTeamConsulting.com. Wow, you know, Ray, I hate coming down to the end of the show when I'm learning so much. Yeah. Uh, this has be been all day, man. Oh man, this has been absolutely a pleasure, and uh, and I know our listening audience learned a lot from these three great professionals. Professionals, and um, you know, I just want to thank uh, 
each one of you for taking the time to come on the show today. I want to thank my great partner, uh, Ray Leonard Jr., Dr. Joy, Jordan Colbert, uh, Lizette Lopez. And most importantly, I want to thank our listening audience and our sponsors, uh, Joshua Goldsmith, for making this moment possible. So I tell you what, continue to stay tuned. We got a lot more. It's your life coming your way next week. I'm James Cooley. Thank you, JC. This is Ray Leonard Jr. Same time, same place. Next week. (laughs) Join James and Ray next week at this same time for more It's Your Life, where you'll learn how to dream big, think big, and be big. For more about James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., how you can support the show or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Come back next week at this same time for more motivation and inspiration on how you can become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow.